Welcome back after a week's hiatus. The Truck and Driver podcast is back. The reason that we had the week off was we couldn't be bothered and I was miserable. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've been stuck in the house for ten weeks, but honestly, you'll get double the goodness out of this week. Well, you've heard it here first. That's a Scotsman speaking the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. It was a bit of a nightmare. Like We kind of hoped we were going to get it done on the Sunday and then mm. you were um, you had a difficult week. Just a touch. I, what I, happened? Well, I've got a massive head and we've only got a normal sized gas oven. Otherwise, my massive head would have been in the gas oven by Wednesday and the gas would have been turned on. That doesn't work anymore. That was only coal gas I worked with. You just have those weeks, don't you, that start badly and then just rip you a new one Tuesday. And then they put salt in the new one that they've ripped you on Wednesday. And then Thursday, it's just starting to heal. So they rip you a bit bigger with a fence post. One of those weeks. And it carried on, and it carried on, and it carried on. Right up until the point when I said knackers to it last night and drank myself senseless. And suddenly, we were back in Narnia. And today I've been doing some off-piste own account type stuff, and it's been brilliant. So, What were you doing last week anyway? What, what well, happened? How did it all go so very badly wrong? Very, very badly wrong. Um, everything fell off that could fall off and if it didn't fall off it blew up and if it didn't blow up it, it melted and stayed put and I was getting home at half past ten at night and plainly I really want to sit down and do a podcast in my underpants with a bowl of pasta and pesto at half past ten said nobody ever no and you were miserable so I wasn't really in a position to jolly you on last week either so we'd have just had a really miserable bitchy podcast that would have been funny <laughs> it would have been <laughs> funny to look back on <laughs> Might have been all right, actually. Mm. You never know. Might do two in one week to wait. Might do two in one week to make up for it at some point in the future. <laughs> Soon. Depends. It depends what happens um, going forward. I, I've heard that. Did you see I, the Iveco dealers have managed to get a hold of three left hand drive 4x2 S ways? No. To the interest and fanfare of very few people, I would imagine. Mm. <laughs> unless, you're running, unless you're running in Europe. Limited, limited um, availability. But the reason, I mean, it's clearly it's only it's only a stopgap anyway. Because I've been informed that the right hand there is at least one right hand drive one on its way, and I'm getting my paws on it sometime in June. Because I, I, I can, mm, but we'll see what happens. Because I'm a, I put a proposal into Iveco because the truck manufacturers have got a problem now whereby you can't do press events and launch, launch trucks. You can't mm. get loads of people all together. So I, I did a proposal saying just give me an S way and we'll do loads of video and yeah. print stuff all about it and it'll be brilliant and all that. So they're pretty they're amenable to the idea. So they're just going to dot in the T's and cross and I's. So thank goodness I am going to be driving a truck in June of some description. Because I've got that daft CF lined up as well, but the S way might Aye. kick that back up. <laughs> oh, hey, it's nearly God, June. Get me out of I know it's, it's nearly June. Get it's me very nearly it's, June. It's nearly June, and now um, the, the government are going to start quarantining people who come into the country for fourteen days. Oh. So if you fl- if you fly in from Denmark where there's negligible coronavirus, they'll make you quarantine for fourteen days, which is a bit of a bloody cheek, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But all I've done, I've been obsessing over politics and what's happening and what isn't regarding things all week, and it's not healthy because it's not something I can control. I should have retrospectively went and stood for Parliament and become like an MSP or an MP, to, uh, but, you know, um, I've got, you know, better things to do than that, so... Yeah, I'm pretty much obsessed on that all week, but it is nearly June, 
and I can get my hands on that um, S-Way and get out and do something with that. It is quite crap. Next week's going to be, that would have been Tip-X and Tank-X, oh. which is a shame because that was, that was going to be really good. And I was supposed to be going to a 40th birthday party in Aarhus. On mm. the, I was going to leave there, fly out from Manchester, I rocketed in, go to the party. <coughs> yeah. But doing nothing. We were looking forward, you know, the Yorkie lads that was, were looking that forward was, to Tipex. That was genuinely going to be one of the one of the highlights. That we were going to drink and, and you then, out of house and home in Harrogate. We, you know, we we're looking forward to it. Mm, Smash into Harrogate Park, up off a white round with Cobol, get some nice drinking trousers on, and take you around the watering holes of Yorkshire. I'm wise to that stuff. I'm wise to get the journalist drunk games and that. I've been, been there. You weren't that wise when you woke up. In the basque at, um, at Retro at Gaiden last year, well, yeah, that was swept under the carpet. I did not. I remember, I remember going to bed uh, both nights in at Retro Aye. at Gaiden because I had to be sensible because I was doing that video on the Sunday. Yeah. I want to do. I want to do. I want to do more. I want to do more video stuff this year. What I actually did last weekend because I think um, I'm all over the place with things. Then I'll either sit and stare at the balls all day and do nothing. Or half past, four last, half past four last Friday afternoon, I thought it'd be a good idea to do an engine swap in my driveway. Removed the engine and gearbox out that Cavalier that's on my drive because the bottom end, the cranks knackered in it, swapped everything over over the course of the weekend and it kept me busy Friday and Saturday. Mm. And I was really productive and it was good. Mm. But I've, I've since found out it's got no compression in cylinder three, so it's still not right. So I'm going to take it back out again and... Go and um, change the change the crank between them just to give me something to do because the That's crank was scored on one of them. I think you should buy an old Ford, actually. You, you should go out and get. Well, I did. Ford. I drove. I drove it around the yard. I drove it around the yard. At, um, rocks <coughs> off. I did about ten laps of the yard, and I made a video on that. Put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And I made. I've, I got so far through doing this video, doing the Cavalier, and then I started, and it's running in three cylinders, and I'm like, right. I don't know if there's something up with the block or the lifters or something. So, I was like, well, I clearly can't put a video on it until I've got it running properly. Right. But I was quite enjoying it, editing it on my phone, and I would—I I think I could get quite half decent at doing st- little video stuff like that. But, but I'd prefer to do it orientated around cars and shows. I don't think I could do a video of "Here's me in a lorry. I'm going to go and pick up this cut inside and drop stuff off." There's loads of there's loads of that, and it doesn't lend itself well unless mm. you know. If you've got a beep you know, button, you could press. Yeah, if it- Beeping out expletives, you could have come and filmed me doing that intercooler pipe with the night. That'd have been a right video. That would have been a good video, actually. Right. Would have been. It'd have been. It'd sound like a techno track in 1995. It'd be. Yeah, it's. It would have kept me. Would have kept me occupied because it, the weird thing was it was been glorious weather and it's like, it's like a hurricane outside. I wouldn't be surprised if this was picked up in the audio. Because ever since it was beautiful Wednesday and Thursday, and I went out for a walk and things. I don't have anything else to do. But yeah, I woke up this small. I woke up this morning. It was a hurricane blowing outside, and the weather was horrendous. Well, people saying, you know why the weather's been nice in um, May, and I was like, why? Because the weather can be nice in May. It can be twenty-five degrees, or it can be snowing. They're like, the reason the weather's like this is because of climate change. It's because there's not aeroplanes in the sky, and I'm like, I don't think. It's like turning a oh, dial. Christ. You're going to have an you're going to have an effect that quickly. And I've been proven correct because the weather's turned to shit again. Aye, and two summers ago, 2018, when we all thought we were mm. going to die of uh, thirst, you know, was that because uh, there was nothing in the sky? Nope. No, it, 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 it was, was weather. Cyclical weather. Yeah, it was <laughs> a hot one. This may indeed turn out to be a hot one. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, it's, been, it's horrible. There's very little water in reservoirs going over at Woodhead into Manchester from uh, Sheffield. That I right. noticed on my second yeah, trips to bloody little, Lancashire this week. Yeah, the little streams I walk by at the back of West Calder and things are very little. Though you could like, you wouldn't need a bridge to cross them. You could just walk through them. Really, that's how low the babbling the streams are. Um, and things that'll not last, you know. It never does. There'll be plenty of rain to come down. Not my words. Yet. Mm. When I go, when I go out driving for a week, having said that, I did have some lovely days in that yellow Renault back in February. Aye. It seems like such a long time ago. The like, heady some days do, of February. Somebody on my Facebook today posted, "It looks like I've woken up and it's November outside." And I said, "If only." Was he's put? He's posting up a picture and he's showing me a picture of. Himself. That's you and the good lady, isn't it? She's quite tidy, isn't she, for a fat, miserable, bald person to have bagged? Do you think? Quite yeah, tidy. you're definitely in a mixed attractiveness relationship. Yeah, she likes the anger. It's the angry, dangerous thing she's into. She, you know, she's ex-army. She's an army officer. She's very hilly. How are you? She obviously wanted a bit of rough, didn't she? Well, she got some. So everybody's a winner. I had a crap week because I was like, mm. I was in deadline this week for the magazine, which is a lot of grinding and going back and forth because I picked up a new team and we've immediately been working from home, so it's not quite how I would want it. So I've been doing a lot more production stuff, sitting yeah. at the computer. But I had a terrible insomnia night one night, three in the morning, and then another night when I had a really vivid dream, and I never remember my dreams. Do you ever was remember dreams? Uh, no, you weren't. There wasn't any. Brian Johnson from ACDC was in it. Aye. Oh, is he? Is he alright? I, I was a cameo. I got on the train to Edinburgh, and I stepped off the train in Edinburgh dressed like normally, and I realised I had no shoes on. I was like barefoot in the middle of Edinburgh, and I was like, oh no, and then I saw there was a, a trainer shop in Edinburgh, and it was like really busy, and I was like quite self-conscious. I was like, why do I have no shoes on? It's probably because I never wear shoes, because like, I don't go out very much anymore. So I walked over, found a, a trainer shop, pair of orange running shoes, went and took them, picked them up, took them to the till, and the people in the shop were like, excuse me, what about this mess you've made? And I looked down, and the bottom of my jeans were like covered in fifth wheel grease, and I dragged a whole trail of filthy, disgusting, black fifth, fifth wheel grease all the way in at the shop, and I was like... But that, but that wasn't me. That wasn't me. And they're like, yes, but we've been cleaning it for the coronavirus and you've made all this mess. And I was like, but, but, but. so I paid for the trainers, which are only £10, which I thought was really weird yeah. because they were like expensive, like orange night trainers. Yeah. So anyway, they, they got a mop out and I left because then I ended up back in West Calder where I live and all the roads had been rerouted. Like it was, I was in West Calder, but the roads would run through where they didn't before. And it was weird. And I remember talking to somebody and Brian Johnson was there <coughs> walking his... Brian Johnson from ACDC was there walking his collie dog. And I said, is that Brian Johnson? And the guy was like, aye, aye, he walks his dog the same time every day. And I was like, how come I didn't know he lived in West Calder? And then that's kind of where the dream tailed off somewhere else. And I, was like, I don't know if I should go and get that. Because you can analyse dreams and things. Eh? And I'm probably, Steve, you know. Yeah, Steve Wright showed an afternoon as this Scottish bloke on once a month who... Anal- well, analyses your dreams, and you know you get menopausal Sandra from Kings Lynn ringing up and say, "Well, well, on the, I was naked. I was naked in the Albert Hall, and I looked up into the Royal Box, and there was Margaret Thatcher and Dennis, and um, they were bombarding me with pasta." And he goes, "Aye, well, what that means is 
the Margaret Thatcher aspect means you've got an issue with authority, eh? and it's utter, utter mm. bollocks. It means you're asleep and your brain's just mm. churning over nonsense. All this bollocks yeah, about y- your dream means this, your dream means that. Does it? Yeah, I, don't I don't think it really meant anything for for yeah. any of that. That like no, you know, Ian, I just mm. you know, Ian on Steve Wright, it tell you it meant all kinds of shit. You know, you want to ring up and say that. You want to, you know. Phone Steve right next Thursday. It's Doogie from West Calder. I've got this dream about having greasy jeans and, and some really mm. loud trainers. Aye, well, Doogie, what you'll find is... Well, I mean, what is this? Is it ten weeks Is it like ten weeks into this lockdown thing or something like that? And there's people out now, like, there's trucks going out and doing loads and loads of convoys and things for and, and stuff. There was... We've got one um, on Monday, but I can't be bothered. Yeah. There's loads of it. Um, and I was like, fantastic. And I'm like, send me some pictures of it. Please don't send me a 10 minute video of trucks blowing their air horns. That's like taking, you know, videos of fireworks. You know, does anybody sit on YouTube and watch the fireworks mm. from Brands Hatch 2017? You know, if the, trucks, if the trucks are going down the road, it's a bit better. But if they're literally just parked up in a yard beeping their horns. I like a good um, funeral, don't you? <laughs> a good trucker's funeral, I like that. You, know, you see a box strapped on a fifth wheel, I like that. I don't want one personally when I die. I want, I've got. I want, a, I want as few trucks anywhere near my bloody funeral as possible. But I like it for the other people. I've got an article on David Hall, the chap that did the the Leyland Beaver lorry funerals. He's retired now. He's sold the truck, mm. and he's got he's he's written about an article about his anecdotes and things about the many truckers' funerals that he did and associated Whoops. adventures. Driving a, driving a nineteen driving a nineteen fifties Leyland Beaver. We've done all right. I tell you what, the next issue of the magazine looks all right because it's an unusual slightly unusual mix of content because a couple of people are messaging me saying, Why wasn't this truck in the magazine? And I was like Sit down, I've got something to tell you about something that happened recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to start. Kind of, we have got photographers starting to go back out, but we're not like we're not photographing the inside of cabs. You know, we're just going to maybe stand on a stepladder outside it and shoot into it, but we're not going to get in people's trucks. If I've got the opportunity, I'm going to go and do a couple of photo shoots next week to go and drive my car somewhere yeah. and go and talk trucks to people. Come down and here. You know that'll be why. Because I've had a cat awesome. suit made out, of, made out of the same material as the uh, truck interior, and my new lockdown game of an evening is to hide like a chameleon somewhere in the cab interior and it's your job from outside on your stepladder to see if you can find me it's like where's Wally right sounds good to me mm. <laughs> I can uh, I can get places smoke can't get you'd be pleased to hear well you know you see you're having a nervous breakdown that's plain because you're stuck in there with your cats like Blofeld but I'm out and about and working and I'm having a nervous breakdown I am sick of this now I don't mind saying I am heartily bollocksed off with lockdown coronavirus pricks Uh shoving thermometers in my face everywhere I go all that in London they reckon like nearly 20% 20 of people have got antibodies and the infection rates are going down in London because Mm. they reckon that so many people have had it that it can't spread as much so yeah we have we have just got to get on with things you can't hide away forever everybody just needs to be careful well things are going back to lorries and things and being lorries Fed up with things, fed up, fed up with things being on the road. Well, mm. I think things have started to open up a bit this week. They were like tentatively opening up Burger Kings and Starbucks. KFCs and people queuing for an hour and, and things. What is the mentality with that? Oh, okay. the, the the British willingness to queue? There's nothing on the pay. 
KFCs, Pe- McDonald's, any of that nonsense. There's nothing like that anywhere. However, but, interestingly enough, there are people sitting in Starbucks all over the place drinking coffee up here. I saw one in Sheffield the other day and I thought, oh, it must be a test or they must be just having a meeting in there. You know? mm. And then I saw another Starbucks with bods in there drinking coffees. I thought, right, Starbucks must be the place to go. But, but, as I told you yesterday, in a mm-hmm. shock revelation for all the fat lads out there, it really got me giddy this yesterday when I found out Greg's, bless them, mm-hmm. Greg's, four court Greg's are going to be open on the 18th of June. 18th oh. of June. It's, a, it's going to be a long three and a half weeks, is that one, but by and God. You know that you can buy frozen Greg's stuff out of oh, Iceland? No, thanks. I, I didn't know you could do that, but you can. You can buy like steak Doncaster North Services who, who cackle and you know, thrust a sausage and omelette at you for £3.10 with a big latte. That's the sort of Greg's I want, not some mm-hmm. personal, self indulgent, late night, dark fantasy of frozen Greg's. No. No, I want I want big Sandra to give me mine. Things are opening a bit. They were like, you know, these people. I don't really care if anybody wants to go and like queue for a McDonald's for a couple of hours. It's just when they're blocking up entire roads and people can't get anywhere. If that's what you want to spend your afternoon doing it, there was curious people like the hand ringers going, they're going to be spreading the virus anywhere. And I was at how by sitting in their car are they going to manage to do that exactly? Please explain that to me. Although there was a, there was loads of people who'd flocked to the beach and parked everywhere and stuff and mm. you know I've been I'm not sure how possible it is to get something if you're like even if you're on a beach with hundreds of people if you're not that close to each other the thing that alarmed me was you find there were that, yeah. there were no toilets anywhere so I was like mm, you know and how, what are they doing on the beach <laughs> you go for a swim don't they have a have a paddle out and come back looking Just out. drop one eye. I remember there was a there was a picture this week at Blackpool, and the water was this lovely bluey green colour, and that's where we used to go on holiday. Fake news. Scottish. That was our first holiday. It was like nineteen eighty nine. I remember that. We all got packed into my dad's Mark II Cavalier, and off to Blackpool. And I remember the water, and it was not blue. Let me tell you, it was beautiful, no. beautiful russet brown, like a dolomite seat. I used to. I used to. Love it when I was small when you could just walk in. Well, I mean, you couldn't do it anymore for security and safety, but you could just walk into the pleasure beach and walk about. Mm. And I, I like, I like, quite like the magic of that. But the last time I was there was 2016, I think. When I drove around it in a little daft seven and a half tonner that I was on a press test thing. And I, it's, it looks a bit kind of sad these days, but it'll probably look like that. And now the magic's kind of it's rank, gone from it. Rank. It'd be full so. of like hen parties. and Exactly, yeah. Kind of, you know, even York, where I were at uni, at York, now you go back. And it's oh, York back. changes at night. Pub, pub bounces. <laughs> all, the, you know, all the booze are like um, Lendl Cellars and the Black Swan and all this. We've got bloody bouncers on now. Oh, York changes very much. You go in the daytime and it's wonderful. You can go and see the Rail Museum <clears> and yeah. wonder about the delightful streets and then at night it all comes up and goes different. It didn't used to be like that at all. and It seems to be now... You know, we used to go out on a Wednesday night after uh, rugby at uni and we'd Obviously, we'd be out, York Uni would be out, Ripon and mm. York, St. John, Nursing College, Law College, everybody about on the lash. Wednesday night, rugger buggers, blazers, ties, on the smash. What a good do. Now, fast forward 20 years, it's just dickheads with... I mean, you know, it's a Viking town, so I suppose it's always had a mm-hmm. 
seething undercurrent well, I guess, uh, massacres. I guess for a, for a lot of people in trucks and things where it's like the socialising and the drinking goes on all the summer at all the shows and events and stuff, you know. Yeah. There's less need to go out to things. How are we going to do this? With shows and things, truck shows could be reasonably socially distanced Aye. and things. If it, if it was just for the drivers and things, you know, it would mm-hmm. be like somebody with a big haulage yard could open up and get 50 of his lorry driving mates to come round and they could all park up mm-hmm. and things, you know. That would probably work all right is when you start introducing thousands and thousands of people into things. We're not at that, we're not at that point yet. What is it? It's three months. Is it three months to the weekend almost? Where I'm looking at my truck and driver planner one to three months still convoying the park and it's still uh, it's still mm. operating a policy of wait and see what happens. Yeah. But actually, because I wrote something about it in the magazine again. I have got. I've been selling the magazines on eBay and it's done all right. I've sold about eight of them. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> We're saved. That's not bad. We're saved. But it'll be good because people keep people miss issues and come back. So what I want to do is set up a bit of a back issue service. Because people realise about it and things, so and then they want to go and get the magazine later on. What I've discovered is I don't have a copy of the March or the April issue. They must be in the transport news office, which is a real pain considering I'm the editor of the magazine. It's the one with Chris Chris Salas's Volvo, and then it's got the two Scania's in the front of it. I think they're the two best up to speed issues that we've done in a long time. But that the, so close, the, but so far February. <laughs> February. Yeah, but we were on a little run at the start of the year because I was in the office a lot and we were getting it. We were really up up to speed with things and it was it was going really well. That and it, it, to be fair, I think the I think the magazines that we have put out during lockdown are actually really good. I'm pleased with them. I'm into truck. I'm into truck stuff that's in them. I got um, Robert Gasser the other day because I've got two pages on that Colin Eaton ERF that he restored. Reverend Nobby. Yes, he was out driving for Edwards. Yes. He's got a fleet of error. And I've come to realise the sad realisation I shall not be going on a summer holiday this year in any sort of conventional sense. Oh, you're not going on a summer holiday. I'm going <coughs> to go and drive an ERF. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Well, I was, well, That's not I was a cry thinking. for help, I don't know what it is. It, it said in the news that the Canary Islands want to open up, Spain want to open up, and basically these economies are going to be screwed without tourism. It's going to be catastrophic, so you'll have to be there and have people being careful. But as it stands, we, we just can't book anything or do anything. So I've resigned myself to the fact that the summer holiday I was hoping uh, to have, I'm not going to have. So I was thinking July, maybe I could go and... Uh, Robert Nobby was like, "Give me a shout. You should go and do it." Go and I was thinking, I might go and see if I can go and drive an old DRF for a week in the middle of July. That could be fun. It will sweat. It will sweat the the lockdown belly off me if nothing else. I was just thinking then. I was going to say, define fun. To do You're it a man for of one... words. Mm. That's become apparent. So, define fun in in terms of driving a plastic pig in summer. Go. <laughs> you know, I, I can pretend. I can pretend it'll have a stack up the back of it, and I can pretend I'll have my aviator shades yeah. on and my white my white vest, and it'll be like convoys of sweat runs down my neck. And listen to it. <sighs> yeah. Yes, that, that could be off. off. I might go and do. But I know it would wear off after about a week, probably. But it would oh, keep me busy doing it. I know, but it, it would be journal. It would be investigative journalism to say, you know. Can, you know what's it mm. like? Can you go? Can you go and do it? As long as it's an Olympic, I draw the line at a bloody flat roof. I might. Those sovereign things, those really small, crappy telly wedged in a hole. That's what you want. The, the, the telly with the analog signal that you can no longer even get Aye. anymore. 
Wacken VHS. I've got some VHSs you can borrow. I've got VHSs. VHSs. Do you remember you could get the VHS covers for them? A ten-inch Goodman's contraption that plays VHS, so you can borrow all David Brown plowing videos you want. And and I've got series one of Vic and Bob's Big Night Out from about 1996. You can have that if you want. Tell you what I've got. I've got sitting behind me on my. I've got British Touring Car Championship Cavaliers: The Full Story. I'm sure I've got it's another like, VHS as well. I think I've got like, the Mary. Yeah. I think I've got the Mary White House experience in VHS as well. Brilliant, brilliant. I'd be all right. When they were on Radio One on a Friday night, it used to be them on first on a Friday night, and Tommy Vance Rock Show straight after. Oh God, that was the best. We, my dad used to tape the Tommy Vance Rock Show, uh, so we could play it retrospectively in the car. And you'd have it was Alan Freeman on a Saturday night. Right. Said, do you remember the VHS covers you'd get for the cassettes where it would be like a leather bound book? No, that's a bit So it wasn't, good, it wasn't good enough to have a me- You're lying, you do remember these. Do I? It, you'd get like a me- you'd, instead of your Memorex or your, your Scotch tape, you would go and put it in your plastic cover and then you would have it. So it would look in front of your television, your gigantic CRT telly. It would look like you had a, a sequence of books. I think and I'm things. mixing with the gentry here. You'd always you'd be going through. You'd bet your your friend's house was written through the videos, looking for Smokey and the Bandit, and you'd find one with no label on it. You'd be like, mm, "What's this dad, one then?" Dad, would be leaping, one, dad? be leaping across the living room like Neville Southall. Anyway, trucks. Remember those truck things? It was. <laughs> Any road, any road. I'm going. I think that's road, quite I've enough. To... I've got a wagon, you know. I I run wagons. I'm a trucker, me, you know. I'm, and this is the trucking magazine and things, and we do trucking here sometimes. But this is lockdown, people. You have to, look, you know, look back on these editions in two or three years and think, Christ, there were dark days during the. Well, it's a thing. People pandemic. people will retrospectively recur, re, 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 <laughs> retrospectively discover these, and then do you remember when editor them? went mental? I had an intercooler pipe burst of the night. Yeah, let's finish this podcast off with something related to trucks. You know, my pipe burst. Ooh. Yeah, right. you've had a few. You've had a few bursting pipes recently because you had your aircon no. pipe go and you had an airbag go, Listen, and now you have I'm an intercooler pipe. I'm go. under pressure. I'm like a volcano. My pipes are just destined to burst. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to Manchester. Twenty-five ton scenario over at Woodhead. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you've got Woodhead Express, you have to go over at Woodhead now and again to get your books mm-hmm. down so you can keep your sticker in windscreen. Mm-hmm. And it was hissing like a hissy thing. Well, snakes, mm-hmm. I suppose. They're, they're quite hissy. Anyway, she was hissy. And it um, it threw then, during the day, helpfully, an ECAS air suspension meltdown warning light up. So I thought, hmm. What's ECAS hiss- got to do with intercooler? Nothing. Absolutely bugger all. However, at this point, as I'm going over at Woodhead and it's going diddly-ding, diddly ding i've got ecas headache and it's hissing on uh, on big revs i thought i wonder so i went on foden society page of foden enthusiast or whatever on facebook and asked all the luminaries on there and it, i said ecas light what's that mean oh oh it's a common fault is that it's a common fault that means that your apu has just decided it's on its way out the buggers for it Blah, blah, the blah. air processing but, unit. Ah, but aye. wait, now they, if the air processing unit goes, the truck stops. Aye, but it's on its way out. It's thinking about going. They said, and it's right under my feet that one, and I could hear mm. the hissing down there. Usually with intercooler mm. roses, you can hear it down gear stick channel. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, there might be something in this. Anyway, we uh, swapped trailers eventually at tea time in Hollywell in Wales to come back, and we're coming back, and it's uh, it's hissing and e casting. 
and then it throws an EBS warning light on as well, which it can do sometimes when you're low in air, when you're losing air. So I thought, mm. aha, so I'm just teetering on the brink of ordering an APU to get on with at morning, and then um, I thought, I'll have a word with Jamie, you know, the sage of all things food, and so I did, and he says, no, 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 it's bollocks, basically. He says, it's definitely intercooler or pipes. So when I got back, 10 o'clock at night, the good daughter with the torch in her hand standing across top of engine, and uh, silly man here, whipping clips off and hey presto, somehow that big concertina intercooler hose behind your gear stick, the big one, you know, it's got the metal braiding on the outside to stop it expanding. It's like a big ridgy. I replaced one of them on mine. No, wait, then I'm thinking about the ones up the front. Is that a a Cummins part? Aye, it's a Cummins part. Mm. uh, Most trucks seem to have similar braided intercooler pipes on. Oh, noise, interference. What kind of pipe was it? A big pink one with a a cage on the outside. There's no interference, was it? Something would say a big pink one. Um, yeah. so basically, did you have one on hand to replace it? I've you have always to order got it in? A pa- no, I've always got one under bed. I, I carry more spares than is healthy. I've got a starter motor under there. We're all bloody. So, anyway, yeah, we've got one. So, um, we're looking at it, and there's no holes in it. And interestingly, you know, these have got a ring at either end, a proper cast ring that can't possibly come out from under a clip. It's mm-hmm. somehow managed to force itself out from under a clip. It can't, mm. be, it can't happen. I could hit it with a hammer for 20 minutes on bench and I couldn't bend it. It was bent. Mm. So I swapped that by torchlight and that shut that up. He, mm-hmm. uh, the EBS light went off because it's plainly got gremlins in the wiring, I think. But the mm-hmm. ECAS, I'm still living with the warming, friendly glow of the ECAS warning light. That has been traced by Ash at B&B with his laptop and he found out that that is the back right-hand offside levelling valve because on these, and DAFs I should imagine, if one level involved goes down, mm-hmm. your ECAS will still stay up, it won't go mm-hmm. and go to the floor. Yeah. So, anyway, I've got one, it's on back seat. Well, it's like, is it kind of like, is the kind of back end of the truck a bit up in there? Well, no, it doesn't make any damn difference. It runs, no. it works, it'll lift up and down, it just says on your dashboard. Every time you fire it up, ECAS warning, you know, but at mm-hmm. least we know what it is. So I've got one to do. That's on my list of things to do this next couple of years. Because mm. it just, I can't be honest. Um, and then we just carried on. We got to end of week, finished with um, a whacking great load of scrap aluminium from Congleton yesterday that I was going to leave in the yard for the weekend. And I thought, do you know what? Of all the things you don't want to leave in your yard over a bank holiday weekend unattended is a massive load of scrap aluminium. So mm. um, I took that back <laughs> last night and got rid of that, put that on the ship. Bye. And then today we've been off doing our own work, which is always mm. like a nice injection of happy into mm. your arm. We've Good. been carting things up to a friend's farm in Beedale this morning. Mm-hmm. And then he reloaded us with expensive Lely robot milking machines for a farm mm. in the Dales, which when we got there, it's one of those, we've had bigger ones than you up here before, lad, type mm. statements. And we were going up lanes at back of Skipton, up towards Empsey and Eldslack, that, oh, well, actually, it was a milk tanker that comes up here. And you think, mm. yeah, in a trident with a steering rear axle by mm. any chance. Aye, thanks for that. That was, <laughs> that was bloody marvellous. We got up there, because I borrowed a trailer off somebody today, a really nice snazzy black one. It looked gorgeous at back of mine. And mm. I thought... Of all the days I'm going to mangle somebody's trailer, it does not want mm. to be today. So anyway, we tipped off 200 grams of the robot milking machines and the rest of it. And then he says, 
when you go back through village when you get round to main road he says if you turn right you can get into skipton and get onto bypass all right so we did guess what you can't because the 13 foot six bridge for empty steam railway and mm. it's only three quarters of a mile reverse back up to a housing estate to screw around it thanks for that what, what trailer did you have what did you have what did you have on the back 1310. You're not going to get a 1310 under a 1360. No, you won't, no. No. No, no. It was nice and snazzy and black. It was a bit smoky in the bandit style of that trailer. I thought, if I bench too much trailer, I'm just going to have to get no, yeah. yeah, I've had that before. I'll just go down there, pal. Just, you'll get down there and they're like, yes, I'll get oh, down there my car. Bigger ones oh, well. you here. Oh, well. Uh, I look forward, to, uh, look forward to reading about it in your next installment. Well, I've just, e- I've just emailed you a thousand pictures from today because you'll like me to send you pictures, don't you? So I have. Mm-hmm. It's it's yes. a very snazzy trailer, and it's a 1996. Excellent. Fantastic! And on that note, let's go round this up for a week. I hope you had enjoyed that uh, random collection of thoughts um, and theories. And we will be back with you, I promise, again the following week. I'll catch you later. Toodles. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.